Hi, this is Deb. And Ray. And we're here in sunny Florida. And we're doing a podcast today that we hope you'll enjoy. We're going to be speaking with Kathy Ann, who's on the phone. She has some really amazing stories to share with us. We're really looking forward to it. Hey, Kathy. How do you do, you two? Kathy here. Nice to meet you. We've heard a lot about you. Same here. We hear you have all kinds of, uh, you're really tuned into your soul. We are too. We. Yeah. I've sort of shifted years. I've gone from writing romance and paranormal romances too, and I've always done it because my heart is in romance. I think that, you know, happily ever after is what life is all about. My focus now is really, it's in a a spiritual growth venue. Um, I have a podcast called Simplicity of Soul because I have come so in touch with my soul due to an experience I had back in the 70s that took me so long to... Uh, to just understand, but now that I got it, I'm going there. You know what? I'm all about soul living and sharing the love we have in our hearts with everybody we know. And if it, if you do it as a romance writer, you know, look at people like um, Tracy Hall and Heather Graham, and they just really know how to share life situations through fiction. And it's all it's all work in the same direction, isn't it? I agree with you 100%. I believe even though if it's a fictional story, it's based on real-life events, even if they're not true events to the person who's writing them, someone, somewhere, is going to find that connection. Exactly. And I understand you guys are really into past lives, and I, I, I am aware that I have had past lives, but you know what? To so many people, it could be just fiction or it could be, um, a thought I had or an idea I had, so I can never prove the truth behind it. But, um, you know, so I support you guys and what you do in that venue as well. Do you, do you have an experience that you wouldn't mind sharing with us, a past life? Sure, I, I, I will, with the understanding that it's something that I believe to be as true that that happened to me, and whether or not anybody else does, it's a... Uh, it's okay. I don't want. I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to. Be, you know, because you know, when you talk about past lives, people think, oh, you know, that's either very they, cool or they're yeah. roll, roll their eyes or they want to run the other direction. Well, and then there's the people that absolutely, when they're when they hear it, their eyes light up and they want to share their story. And you happen to be one of them, so we would love to hear your story. <laughs> you know, I I was doing a lot of energy work with um, some wonderful people and. Um, I've always had this neck problem, like this arthritic neck. And my, I remember my chiropractor telling me once, boy, man, you're, you've got the neck of an 80-year-old woman. How the heck could that be? And I, was, I just said, well, you know, don't know. So I was doing energy work with this gentleman one day. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if you're familiar with doing energy work, but you start at your toes and you work your way up and you just, you know, feel, feel like you are in tune with your whole body. And right. I got up. I, I'm, I'm familiar with Reiki and Theta Healing. Oh, that's right. I read that about you. That's right, Deb. Okay, so got to my neck, and I was just, I was totally stalled. I was just, I, I don't want to go any further. I don't want to do this anymore. And he was just like, you know what? You have to trust the process, let it go. So I did, and I felt the rest of the energy like shoot right up to the top of my head. And when I did, I had a flash of this little squat, fat, toothless, gray-haired lady. 
and she was in the woods, and I, I'm going to say Germany, like in medieval times. And she was, you know, she was a sweet little thing, but she was funny looking as all get out. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, scraggly gray hair, missing teeth, you know, just like <laughs> okay. some sort of little haggy lady you'd find in the woods in medieval times, you know. She was a, I want to say a healer, but, you know, she worked with herbs and um, you know, I guess all the village people used to come to her for solutions and stuff like that, and they were hanging her because she was a witch. And I realized that, it, I, okay, I didn't realize. I thought to myself, oh, my God, that was me. And while she was being hung, she wasn't thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. She's like, oh, my God, they don't get me. They don't understand what I was doing. This is so sad. And when I, realized, when I had that image, and it was just a flash in my head, I just had that energy burst, and now my neck is fine. So I found that as a very interesting insight for whatever it's worth. You know, (laughs) I am not going to say it's true, it's true, but, you know, I I felt like I could own that one. If if you feel that way, I mean, I think our highest and clearest thought is our intuition. And if you feel it, then I believe it probably happened. Otherwise, why would that image come to your mind when you're doing energy healing? Isn't that the truth? And everybody likes to think of themselves as some Egyptian goddess when they were in a past life. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. But basically you got a scary vision, and then you went through very quickly, and then now your neck is healed? I mean... Yeah, yeah. isn't that cool? Isn't that I don't know if it's healed, but I don't have any problems with it anymore, you know? Perfect. Yeah. Better. Maybe I need to have that done because my neck is bothering me again. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how things go. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. But in, now in, in, this, in this life, <laughs> you know, I, I, I remember as a kid, and I'll tell you, if you want to know a little bit about simplicity of soul, um, in this life as a little kid, I was always aware of other people's feelings, you know, kind of empathic, you know. I think we all are. We, some of us are just in tune with it and others are not, you know. But, um, Correct. Um, some, some don't. But, I, you know, and I, I, was, I was raised in a very uh, religious family and there was a lot of understanding about souls and God and all that good stuff. And I was raised Catholic, so you heard about the, the Lady of Fatima and Lourdes and everything like that. And I always thought that was really cool to be able to have a connection with the divine and, you know, is it possible? Well, in my early 20s, right after I was married, uh, my mom took us to, we thought was going to be a road trip. She didn't tell us where we were going until we got there, and it turned out it was uh, this charismatic healing mess. And I, I was a little, I was like, hey, what, what? this isn't a road trip. This is, this is uh, sabotage. I didn't know what a he, I, I was like, is there something wrong with me? Is there a reason you're taking us to a healing mess? But that was just my mom. You know, she was really into that stuff, and it, she loved it, so she thought we would. So we get in there. It, it, was, it was actually beautiful. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. There was a lot of, uh, lot of activity going on. The priest who was um, hosting it, his name was Father Ralph Diorio, and uh, I, I don't know if he's still alive, but um, he was a pretty powerful dude, and I was impressed. But what happened was he had everybody holding hands, and he said that everybody should just close their eyes and he was going to pray and we should just listen because his one prayer would be all of ours. And so, yeah, I thought I could do this. This is cool. I'm holding hands with my mom and my brother. 
And he's, praying, he's saying these beautiful things, you know, talking about angels and the Holy Spirit and all this good stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's great, that's great, that's great. Well, all of a sudden I hear this, these bangs and this bumping and this thumping, and I open my eyes, and people are falling down all over the place, and they look like they're dead. And I was like, whoa, this is not cool. And my sister Rosemary, she runs out of the church and locks herself in the car. I found that out afterwards. And um, Father Dior is saying, don't touch anybody. They're fine. They're fine. They're just, they're just, their souls are connecting with the Holy Spirit, so they're losing their, their motor skills. They're fine. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, this is not going to work for me. But I was, like, caught in the middle of the pew, so I couldn't get out. And I was terrified. I didn't think, you know, there would be a fearful moment in the church. So I was a little stunned, but I was really terrified. So I just, like, I couldn't get out of the pew. I was, there was too many people on either side. So I just jammed my eyes shut. And, you know, I, as I said earlier, I was raised in a real religious family. I thought I had a great connection with God. And I just jammed my eyes shut. And I said, okay, God, listen, listen good. You know, I know you're out there. You know I love you, but I'm not going down. And, uh, yeah, I, I was setting the parameters. <laughs> did he respect got, the parameters? He did, because what happened was he, instead of taking me down, he filled me up. He just, inside my head, it became like incredibly bright spotlight white. And wow. this, yeah, and dig this, though, this triangle appeared. Now, this is all going on inside my head. But the triangle, triangle? was like a triangle. Think of the image on the back of a dollar bill with a triangle and an eye in it. This is what appeared in my head, except it was exquisite. It was, the triangle was this shimmering molten gold. It looked like it was on fire. It looked like it was pulsing. And this eye that opened up was absolutely exquisite. It was, uh, I don't know, I'm going to tell you it was like a really light, light blue, but in all honesty, I can hardly remember. I just remember being so overwhelmed by this. And I felt myself being lifted up on this current of energy, and I just went flying through the pupil of this eye. And I ended up in the universe. And I, the, I could see the galaxies and the stars and just everything in that beautiful black velvet universe shooting out super, super, super fast. And I was going at the same speed it was. And I could feel energy running through my fingers and through my feet. I could see with my eyes. And I was became so very aware that this was my soul. I knew I was standing there holding hands with my mother and my brother. But I, there was a part of me that was now in motion. And that's when I became aware that, oh, my God, my body is the car that my soul drives. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm sorry. You just totally knocked me back in my chair with that already. Yeah, it was pretty, Debbie, it was pretty, it was, and I have to tell you now, okay, this was almost 40 years ago that this happened. And I'm telling this to you very calmly. I can feel, I can feel the excitement in me as I talk to you. Back when it happened, yeah, back when it happened, I, I couldn't, I couldn't relate what happened without turning into this blubbering, trembling, crying mess. It was so emotionally overwhelming. I couldn't relate it. People thought I was nuts. Like I even went to a couple of my parish priests and I said, look, I got to tell you what happened. And they, one of them patted me on the head and said, maybe you should just go home. <laughs> so, and, 
and you know, my husband was telling me at my, at the, was telling me that you know I was embarrassing him because I not tell the story, and I was like, okay, fine. So I stopped. And what was really good about it is that it took me all this time, all these years of thinking about it and percolating to finally have it form into a cohesive message that I can relate to other people because I get it now and I got it and that's why I'm really excited to tell people about it. So let me finish with what happens. There I was traveling through space feeling like, and feeling like all of a sudden I understood everything. And I kept saying over and over again, it is so simple. Why don't we get it? Why don't we get it? How can we not know this? And this voice, this very beautiful and gentle voice said to me, I am so gentle. I would never hurt you. And I just went, whoa. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, and I said, I want to go with you. I want to go with you. I don't need to ever come back. I get it. I get it. I get it. And then I thought, oh, wait, I just got married. We're moving to Florida. Nobody's going to know what happened to me. And the eye just shut and went away. And wow. Yeah, and I, just, I, I opened my eyes, and I was still holding hands with my brother and my mom. And I said, did anybody see that? And they were just looking at me. My brother's going, get me out of here. And I was like, okay, you're right, you're right. So, you know, my mom just, you know, filed us all into the car and off we went. As soon as I got in the car, I was like, yeah, I've got to tell you what I saw. And everybody's just, you know, my sister was going, wow, that's amazing. My mother was getting a little, my mom was getting a little um, stressed by it. I don't think, I don't think that's what she quite expected to have happen. So Probably but, not. Yeah, but I'll tell you, I was a little vindicated because, since we all were so upset, um, she, she took, there's, a, there's this great little town in Massachusetts called Sturbridge Village, and it's a colonial restored, it's a, it's a town that's been kept in its original state since colonial times. So she, she wanted to distract us, and she took us there, and we went into the governor's house, and we walked into the dining room. This was so cool. I felt so vindicated. We walk into the dining room, and there... Over the, and the, painted this mural on the, on the ceiling over the governor's chair is this cloud and the seraphim and cherubim, and in the middle of those clouds is a triangle of gold with an eye. And I just pointed to it and I said, that's what I saw. And my mom wow. was like, yeah. <laughs> my, my mom was Thanks. like, you know what, let's go home. And that was, you know, that was the last of it. But now that I understand the message, which is what my podcasts are about, now I'm talking about it because I feel confident. I realized it was a phenomenon that, I mean, you know, Moses saw the burning bush. In you got the old lucky. Old... Blessed. Yeah. You were handed a gift that day. I was. And to remember it so vividly gives me chills and, and makes me envious that I haven't had one experience uh, that strong except maybe yeah. a couple other things not quite as vivid. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, Thank I'm you, so... Deb. Thank you. You're so lucky. Oh. Yeah. Well, you want to know what? I, I have to tell you, I, I begged for that moment because when I was growing up, I, you know, hearing all those stories of the Blessed Mother appearing to the kids in Fatima and Lourdes, and I used to think, why not me? I'm a good kid. Why not me? And I used to really spend a lot of time talking to God when I was a kid. And that's kind of weird for, for a kid, but that's, how I was. So I, for this to happen in my adult age, I think I sort of asked for it. You know, I was asking for it all my life as a kid. And now, look, given the state of the world as it is and seeing how much is going down and how 
we look at the millennials and the younger generations coming up, and they're going, what did you guys do? You know, the, how are we going to fix this? I realize that what's missing, we've got the ego, which has run amok in our society, and I do believe that's what's causing all the trouble. When we have our fabulous intellect, which is coming up with all of these wonderful inventions and technology, but we're missing the third wall to the triangle, which is soul thinking. And if we were to conduct our intellect and our ego in, in, in conjunction with soul, with our soul connection with our creator or the universe, we won't make any mistakes. We will do it right. And we just have to connect that one wall and we'll be fine. So that's my mission and that's what I'm up for. My whole goal is to enlighten people to the fact that their souls exist within them for use now as an organ or a tool like our eyes and our hearts and our lungs or a hammer. And I want to awaken people to how their soul can work for them and help them achieve their highest and greatest good at no one's expense. We're all threads in a tapestry of life. We just want to make this gorgeous blanket. And that's my message. Thanks so much for inviting me to talk with you guys today. It really was a wonderful experience. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for sharing Thanks. with us. I well, really you're very welcome. Like- Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Mystic Scribblers podcast, where Ray Carriger and Deb Lawback, authors of A Twisted Series, a steamy past-life romance series, have interviewed Kathy Ann from Simplicity of Soul. Be sure to check out mysticscribblers.com and simplicityofsoul.com for more information about these and other podcasts.